building better relationships at home and at work for people who have more than enough on their plate. Two coaches dangling the possibility of finding joy in your relationships. Do you dare to consider life can be better? Have a listen and tell us why. Today we explore inner thoughts that affect work performance and relationships. Patty sure has a lot to share in this. Patty, you've worked in management and leadership for over 30 years. And you've had uh, your fair share of tricky experiences dealing with different personalities, different leaders, and even leaders who are not aware of how they impact their people. In one of our previous episodes, episode 11, we shared tips and tricks working with someone you don't like. (laughs) And in that podcast, we looked at communication tips on how to stay in a job and manage those relationships, and also how to ask yourself the questions you need to determine how to manage your emotions. Today in this podcast, we dive deeper into understanding what are the thoughts circulating in our modern workplace, and because of the pandemic and conflict with having to work at home. So Patty, can you share what are some of the sabotaging thoughts you've been exposed to in the workplace? There's probably a long list, but uh, maybe you can share the common ones for a lot of us first. Sure, I'd be happy to. How about thoughts of comparing your abilities to your coworkers' strengths or wanting to control outcomes, fear of rejection or fear of failure, and the feeling that your manager has favoritism towards a coworker over you. These thoughts can sabotage your performance at work and can overtake you with fear and overwhelm. Those are a few. <laughs> those are big ones. How do we get any work done if those thoughts are operating? <laughs> and you mentioned in the last podcast, episode 49, on how balancing thoughts and feelings impacts your relationships. You mentioned teamwork and you shared how a supportive work environment can I guess, manage some of those thoughts. So how do you see teamwork as a way forward for companies? We all have emotions and they spill into our work environment. Most of the time we push them down. That's what the company wants us to do. However, they do come out at times and most of the time at the wrong times. Or the wrong moments when they do come out. So much shoving down the emotions will eventually cause an eruption. Dealing with your feelings and talking about work situations eases those outbursts. However, it can also cause anger and hurt as well if it's not handled correctly. Also, listening to others gives it relatability and sometimes a different way to resolve it or even look at the situation. That is how the best solutions come out through brainstorming or discussing solutions. So if companies were more apt to 
let people deal with their emotions instead of shoving them down, I think it would be a more supportive environment. It's really interesting because when you talk about dealing with the emotions at work, it just seems an oxymoron, like they can't really coexist, but it right. sounds but we're vital. People. We're people. Yeah. We're going to have emotions. And when things aren't resolved or talked about, the big things escalate into bigger. And then that's when things happen that should have never happened in the first place because they weren't talked about. People weren't given the correct information. Trust levels are broken. People are in fear. Sabotaging is going on. Backstabbing's going on. Things are going on because people are in fear because nobody trusts each other and nobody talks about it. Right. So even communication arenas or communication avenues are never really established for safe, safe communication. Yeah, because people think they're being lied to or there's secrets and gossip really goes wild like wildfire through the place and it's all speculation but people are believing that it's true and it's causing a fear-based environment wow so i was also contemplating um teamwork in the recent pandemic situation <laughs> so how could that be different these days teamwork in our modern um, situation with the pandemic Working from home can change the dynamics of teamwork. Not being in the office can give you a new perspective and break from your coworkers and your boss. There is limited drama or gossip or engagement unless you are IMing and working and emailing each other all day. Group meetings on Zoom or other platforms may occur more often for updates and changes. Working alone can be more productive for some and not for others, depending on personality types and wanting accountability. Mm. Yeah, I didn't think about that, the accountability and how you um, manage people. As a leader, you have worked to inspire collective positive thoughts or productive thoughts in the work environment for a better um, and inspired work environment. Can you share how that went? Sometimes it went well and sometimes not. That's how we grow as leaders from the things that worked well and those things that didn't work well building a trusting and respectful relationship with your team talking about the hard stuff and not getting offended by others perspectives or viewpoints it is being open to other solutions and views and talking it out when there's disagreements apologizing when needed being honest about what is truly going on and not burying your head avoiding or ghosting one another realizing that not everyone is like you and that's a good thing not a bad thing that everyone brings strengths to the team and works together with those strengths 
How did you read the team members' thoughts and work with them to impact their performance? Once you get to know or work with someone for a long time, you can read their body language and facial expression. And you notice changes on how they interact with you or others. Work performance can change when they are bored with their job or going through the motions or having personal problems at home or with the team or with you. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that could be you. That's the point of friction. Yeah. With the changing economy and job market, some companies are also struggling and going under. So jobs are disappearing or changing quickly. How do you see job security impacting the way people feel about their job and their career? Fear can really affect employees and impact job performance. Imagine going into work every day and wondering if you are the next person to be let go. Each week on Friday, someone is walked out and told this is their last day. How paralyzing and scary that would be. Yeah, I think that's the biggest difference I see in this generation. Work gives us a sense of belonging and contributing to society and being of value, of meaning. Are people moving away from work as giving them meaning? What meaning does work give people? For some, work is everything to them. They work so hard and put work before their personal lives. A career gives them a sense of purpose and for some, pride of accomplishment. It makes them feel worthy as a person and someone important. Yeah. Currently, there's a move to having people work from home. So how do you see this changing the way some are performing? At work, what makes some people love it while others hate it? <laughs> Since working at home, some have realized how much the work environment has caused havoc to their physical and mental state. Working from home has given them space to reflect on what they really want in life. And it may not be this workplace or career. For some, they like working alone. It is non-stressful dealing with other personalities and communication styles. Asked that question earlier about what uh, meaning does work give for people. And you've shared some of the inner thoughts that people are having that they've discovered from working at home with that big change after the pandemic. So when people are discovering things in their inner thoughts about work that are not working well, what are some things you can suggest to help us and people get clear on our thoughts so we can make things better? Well, I know I've said this before many times in, <laughs> in past podcasts. Recite positive affirmations to eliminate any negative thoughts about work. I'm sure you have seen those funny work memes. There is one where someone is sitting at their desk repeating this affirmation, I love my job, I love my job, I love my job, over and over again. That's just an example, but affirmations can change your thought patterns when you are in a negative to a positive. 
reciting a prayer, something like this. Dear God, please help me and encourage me today to have a positive attitude towards my job, my work performance, and the people I work with and to have a good day at work. Thank you. Amen. Just a simple prayer sometimes also changes your thought patterns. Listening to uplifting music. Some people like to listen to spiritual music that seems to uplift them. Some people like to listen to just happy dance music. Just whatever lights you up and fills up your soul to make you happy. Journal how you are feeling. Sometimes just doing that brain dump and releasing that toxic negative thinking helps. And then what I would recommend after you do that brain dump and release all of those feelings, then maybe say some positive things about your job and about your work and about the people that you work with that will shift your brain into thinking more positive about work sometimes just going for a quick walk around um, the building or Mm -hmm. just getting outside and just getting some sun or fresh air helps as well focus on your work task don't get involved with everything that's going around you and just focus on that task that will also help release that negativity because you're focused on something that you need to get done and remember what you want in life and remove the thoughts of what you don't want in life because you don't want to attract what you don't want you want to attract what you do want And then set goals of how you are going to change your situation at work and start putting them into action. Mm. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking about with um, the prayer. When you mentioned the prayer, I really resonate with prayer. And I often, I'm going to go back to your prayer because I often start it with like, dear God, (laughs) please help me. Yes. So I'm kind of dumping my angst on God and then I'll say, give me a better attitude and help my brain work to find creative solutions. But the first part of my prayer is usually I'm dumping a lot of my (laughs) (laughs) doo-doo. And you mentioned also um, setting goals for things you want to change. Because I find people often when they're in a negative cycle, They'll just keep on repeating that negative cycle and you can't really change it unless you've actually got something else to work towards. And this is something I discovered in your work-life balance program about setting goals or even understanding what goals you might want because it's hard to know what you want if you don't think about it. Can you share how the work-life balance program can help people prioritize what's important for them and their relationships and the work? Sure. In the Optimal Work-Life Balance Program, it has various sections on time management, saying no, boundaries, caring relationships, self-care, and so much more. This program you can use for the rest of your life as priority change. You build the best work-life balance strategies for you at whatever stage you are in your life. 
we are constantly growing and stuff happens and life situations change. The program is made to assist you as you grow and change with your, within your life. And one group of people who are at the beginning or they're probably at the middle of their career are millennials. So they're anywhere from late 30s to mid 40s um, or early 30s. So millennials are said to be more insistent of having a job that gives them work-life balance or job satisfaction. Yeah, the great thing about millennials is they are quick with adapting to new technology and learn it quickly and enjoy it and use it to the highest potential. Most like to have flexible hours so that they can spend t more time with their family and friends and hobbies and be there for their children in every way. Example like school activities, spending time with them, playtime, bedtime, etc. Working from home gives flexibility and working different hours that are non-traditional. For example, get up early and work for a couple hours before the kids get up, take the kids to school, come back to work a few more hours, pick up the kids from school or school activities, spend time with them until they go to bed, work a few more hours and then go to bed. They are focused on work tasks and sometimes even more work more hours than traditional eight to five. They feel satisfied with work and their personal life. Now, this is where work-life balance can be off. Blending work and life together and not having work-life boundaries. Yeah, I'm going to talk a little bit about that in Australia right now. <laughs> <laughs> parents have become superheroes. Yeah. And teachers, um, slaves. Anyway, we'll talk a bit more about that later. It's a special scenario in Australia. So in general, around the world, what do you see as changing our, the way we think about work with these shifting boundaries? It's a lifestyle change from when we were a kid, kids, Angela. Both parents take responsibility for the house chores, taking care of the children, and providing income. They are a partnership in the relationship. It's not one-sided, one person does everything around the house or provides income, and they support each other's goals. That's really important what you just shared. I think we undervalue that the freedom we have now because both partners are sharing, both for the kids, caring or responsibility for creating income, because many couples don't have kids, but they share the income creation. And that's given a lot of freedom to men and women in how they live their life and what they choose. Whereas I know with my father, he didn't have that choice. Do you see millennials or next generations after them changing jobs because they don't want a job that doesn't either or both respect them financially or, or respect their values? What do you see some collective changes in our expectations around work? I'll give you an example. I know a millennial who is dissatisfied with their job and work environment because they get to 
they get their work done for the day quickly and their boss doesn't want them to leave when the job is finished but to work the set hours of eight to five so what happens they are sitting at their desk doing nothing because they have finished all the work for the day and there's nothing else to do and this person would be satisfied if there were more flexibility with the work schedule and more challenging assignments and more work to do this person doesn't feel comfortable speaking to the boss about it so that's that's interesting what do you see as um, the expectation of this person that they they're not allowed to tell their boss it's not good enough or they yes. have to sit in the rules and just accept it yes because the boss has made it clear you work eight to five you're, you get to work on time and you leave at 5 p.m. There's no relationship there to openly discuss what's truly going on. Ah, okay, that's interesting. That's interesting. So you're going to lose that employee that can bring Eventually. a lot to the work environment because they're a quick learner. They're good with technology, all mm -hmm. of those things. Remember when I said at the very beginning, not everybody's like you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, people in their late 50s and older, we didn't grow up with technology. So it's, it's stressful for us. It takes us longer to do things with technology. Now, not all of us. But a majority, you know, uh, it doesn't come sec second nature. Whereas with the millennials, they grew up with technology and they embrace it and they try to find new ways and quicker ways and more efficient ways to work with technology. So they're going to do their tasks quickly. So you need to give them more work or change the way work is done? In the past, we had a generation called the greatest generation. And that was the one that went through the Great Depression and Second World War. And they created certain work ethics based around protecting the family and society. So how do you see this work ethic impacting our thoughts about work? Is this changing? I'm going to refer to Australia. So far in, in lockdowns, we have parents who work at home and there's actually this fallback to this expectation that they have to do everything because that's what these ideas of in the Great Depression when there was a hard time, you just pulled up your socks and did everything. So it's literally too much. They're homeschooling, they're parenting, they're getting up early before the kids are awake to do work. They have to do it after the kids go to school and they're cooking as well. So they're exhausted. Does something have to give in the way organizations and corporations approach work? I see the rising stress on parents in our society as not healthy. And I was thinking parents do need to communicate to their companies that those expectations are not real, they're not feasible. 
Those are some good questions, Angela, and it would be nice to know what the listeners think as well. I do believe that we are in a changing environment and that companies do need to be a little bit more flexible or have different policies and procedures to deal with the different work life that we have at this point in time. And it may continue to be like this. It is cheaper to have somebody working at home instead of renting or leasing a building. With the technology that we have today, that can be done. So those are things that companies probably need to think about. That's great. Thanks, Patty. This episode has given us a lot to think about in our relationships at work. We would love to hear your tips, strategies, or inspiring stories on building better relationships at home and at work or about this specific topic. If you enjoy this podcast, how about becoming a supporter? Click on the support button in the Anchor app. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to Building Better Relationships with Angela and Patty. Send us a message and please like or share the podcast or donate with the Anchor Donate button. We really value your feedback.